Hey, everyone in. Let's go. Huddle up on three. One, two, three. Huddle, Huddle up. up. You all know what you have to do. Remember, no one, and I mean no one, comes into our house and pushes us around. This is your game now, gentlemen. Davis takes it to the back of the end zone. He'll run it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, 45, 50, 45. There goes Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. Auburn's going to win the football game. Auburn's going to win the football game. He ran the missed field goal back. He ran it back 109 yards. They're not going to keep him off the field tonight. Holy cow. Oh, my God. Auburn wins. This could be a sentence that a month ago would sound incomprehensible. From 31 yards, McPherson, and Cincinnati is heading to the Super Bowl. He called it again, I'm sure. He walked up and he goes, can you believe, coach? We're going to the Super Bowl. And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast. You are looking live. Hello, everyone. Welcome in. Huddle Up Podcast. Happy Valentine's Day as we wrap up the 2022-2023 football season. And uh, we we close the book on our live shows until uh, until August. So uh, welcome back in. But don't, don't be afraid. Don't be scared. We're not going anywhere. We're still going to be around. You got to make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed and the YouTube channel, though. That's the important thing. But uh, to do that, head over to uh, at Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, uh, TikTok, YouTube. Hit the link tree. You'll find everything, all the uh, podcast platforms that we are on. And uh, make sure you are subscribed and followed to everything that we are doing because you do not want to miss anything because we will still have uh, my five observations every week. We'll have the uh, five for fighting from this guy uh, next to me here, Mikey B, uh, the, uh, the NHL pod. And uh, we'll have the pitch coming up from Matt. Uh, once Ernest gets off the IR, we will have the uh, we will have the and one back, and uh, we will still have the the huddle up shows that we will uh, work into our uh, off season program. But let me welcome him in, Mikey B. They call me Burn. How you doing, my guy? Good man. How are you? Good, good. So uh, yeah, a little little different lineup here for the show this week again. Uh, Ernest still uh, still uh, on the mend. Uh, Kyle, student of the game, uh, should. Hopefully, be joining us at some point. Um, Spectrum Internet apparently is not cooperating. Hot garbage. <laughs> um, with uh, with Kyle tonight, but uh, thing sucks. we hope to have him here soon. Um, Matt he is... Could, he could always steal the Wi-Fi from Ernest's uh, serial rapist fan. <laughs> oh, jeez. Uh, yeah, Matt, um, Matt not with us this week. He'll be joining us once we get to our off-season program. Um, which I do want to say will not uh, will probably not start up until sometime in March. Uh, gonna gonna kind of let let it breathe a little bit here, coming off of the uh, the the uh, craziness that has been uh, the football season. So going to give the team a uh, a couple of weeks off, uh, so you can enjoy the uh, the playoff pushes and the 
NBA, the NHL, the the start of the XFL season this upcoming weekend. So you can enjoy the sports and you don't have to uh, worry too much about uh, about us, but we will be back before you know it. So make sure, like I said, you are subscribed. If you are with us live, uh, give us a like and a share. We would certainly appreciate that and uh, and get as many people in here as possible. And uh, you can interact with us and we would certainly appreciate that as well. Um, excuse me. So Mike... Uh, we might as well jump right into it. There's um, there's obviously plenty to talk about um, from the weekend that was from the uh, the big game on Sunday, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, the uh, the 2023 uh, Super Bowl champions, 50, Super Bowl 57 champions, uh, defeating the Eagles 38-35. Um, before we get to some of the uh, questionable issues and, and things from the game that was, I'm sure, uh, you know, while maybe we'll have some, some, uh, uh, opinions, uh, as we get into that, um, okay. but, but overall thoughts on the game, um, you know, obviously high scoring, I think we all kind of, uh, expected that. Um, but, uh, in terms of the game itself, Mike, what, what do you think? Um, was entertained by it throughout. Um, not really much of a, of a lull. Uh, both teams seem to be moving the ball, you know, fairly well uh, when they had it. Um, obviously, uh, probably one of the top five Super Bowls of the last, uh, you know, 15 or 20 that we've had. Um, I always say it's tough to beat the the Rams-Titans game where, you know, the tackle at the one as time expires kind of thing. But, you know, this one was close. Last year's was a good one, um, even though it came on the wrong side of the, the spectrum for yours truly. Um I'm kind of, I was kind of excited to have a game that went back and forth offensively um, and was close throughout, um, you know, things like that. But uh, I will petition the the uh, the panel to never, ever let Arizona host another Super Bowl until they get some new goddamn turf and oh. don't or, or don't paint every ad on the fucking grass because oof. Yeah, I mean that's obviously one of the one of the things to talk about. Um, yeah, the game itself um, was really entertaining, and and I think you know when we talked last week, it, one of the biggest things because we we touched on like the Eagles will win if the Chiefs will win if like the big kind of these big question marks going into it, and and, and ultimately, and I think in the lead up to it, we 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 knew that the Eagles were good. There was no question the Eagles were good. We knew the Eagles were. Um, the, the, the best team in the NFC, they proved it. They, they, they went through, um, and, and went through the, the playoffs, but a lot of people were playoffs. talking <laughs> playoffs. Um, a lot of people were talking in the lead up to it uh, playoffs that they were like, you know, this is the easiest road anybody's ever had. You know, the, the, uh, the giants weren't any good. The Niners were beat up. The schedule wasn't tough. And like my argument all year to the, to the schedule again has been, you don't get to pick it. You don't get to pick your schedule. This isn't college football. This isn't they're not they're not Division One independents. They're not they're not out here going. Well, I want to play. I want to play the Bears and I want to play. Um, I want to play the Jets and I want to play no, that. No, nobody talks about Alabama lining up the Vanderbilts, and right? Kentuckys of the world. It's just Alabama is the greatest college football program Ex of all time. Exactly. Exactly. So, like again, you you don't get to pick the schedule, but like. I, I think to me, and I think I even said it on the show last week that that my question was, how good how good are the Eagles? It's not are they good? It's how good they are. 
And I, I, I said I thought it was going to be a close game. The only way that I thought it was going to be a blowout, however, was I thought that it would have been the Chiefs blowing out the Eagles. And it had nothing to do with the Eagles being bad. It was the Chiefs just being that much better. Um, there was a point in that game where it looked like it was going to be the opposite. <laughs> like it, it looked like it was going to be the Eagles running away with the game. And then you, then you saw things kind of balance out in the second half. Um, some of that experience, the thing, you know, I, I said the biggest thing going for Kansas city was going to be the fact that they are battle tested in these moments. They've been there for the last five years, the third Super Bowl in five years this is, this is not a new moment for them. So being down at halftime, stuff like that is not going to be a problem for them. Um, and, and we, we saw them kind of, you know, obviously rise to the occasion and, and we'll get into stuff in the second half, but, um, yeah, certainly a, a, a fantastic game. Um, a, a game where the second half adjustments and teams that have been there, that that's what gave Kansas City the step. You know, Andy Reid been there, done that. Bienemy been there, done that. Uh, enough horse tranquilizer to <laughs> basically take out an entire elephant of, army of elephants. He like Patrick Mahomes. Um, you know, because any person who is living under a rock that's like he ran for twenty nine yards. He couldn't feel anything below his waist. Yeah, yeah. All right, can, let, let's let's get that out of the way too. I, I I've seen some people over the last couple of days that like were uh, trying to insinuate that Patrick Mahomes was faking the injury. Stop, stop. He was hurt. He was hurt against Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, he was hurt in the Super Bowl. They numbed his leg till he couldn't feel it anymore. Yeah, and look, this isn't anything new. Like like this the the, uh, the halftime miracle <laughs> shot. Uh, is is nothing new in in not just the NFL in in all of sports, guys that have oh my god that injury would keep me on my couch for a month. How's he back? It's like he's superhuman. Sure, superhuman. That's what we'll call it. That's what we'll call yeah. it. We'll call it superhuman. That's what we'll do. Um, Probably couldn't pass a drug test if they gave him one randomly. No, no, no. And you certainly aren't going to see that uh, occur. Um, but yeah, so no, he was hurt. Um, he was definitely hurt, but yeah, he, he didn't feel anything from the waist down, uh, for the second half of that game. That's for sure. But yeah, in terms of second half adjustments, I think that the Super Bowl is probably the only game that you really, really get to see that happen because you have that extended, um, halftime, yeah, 30 minute halftime where everything else is normally what 15, 20 at most. Yeah. You usually get about 11 in the locker room by the time, by the time yeah. you, you get in there and, and turn back around to, to, uh, head back out to the field. I will say that I'm I'm glad that Patrick Mahomes took the advice of uh, Coach Bud Kilmer, you know, take the damn shot. <laughs> yeah, you know, because I don't you know, want that, your life. Yeah, without that, we wouldn't have Patrick Mahomes with another Super Bowl going. I want your life. Yeah, you the, the the Chad Henney retirement tour, and kudos to yeah. him, 18 years or whatever it was, um, in the NFL. Um, yeah, and he, actually had a meaningful drive in this playoff run. Yeah, and and last year as well, I believe, or two years ago was two years, it? Ago. two years ago. So yeah, it's not like he has just been holding a clipboard, although he has mostly just been holding a clipboard. <laughs> but uh, sails off two rings uh, at the end of his career, and uh, and and he uh, and like I said, look, here's the thing: does that make, Chad, does that make Chad Henney a, a Hall of Famer? I know we had the the Eli Manning conversation. Does that, does that I mean. Make Chad <laughs> I mean, everybody likes to use Super Bowls as a uh, as a as a crowning factor for for um, 
Put him in for put him in for putting him in the Hall of Fame. So I would be I'd, I'd probably be willing to bet that Chad Henney's made a few better passes than Eli Manning in his career as well. But I'm sure I'll get a text from EJ about that one. Um, more, more on that later. <laughs> more on that later. Um, but yeah, no, it, we we would have definitely seen uh, more from Chad Henney in that second half had Mahomes not taken the shot. But um, yeah, in terms of the field conditions, yeah, I mean that was an absolute embarrassment. Um, you know, the NFL made made such a big deal, and NFL PR made such a big deal about the eight hundred thousand dollars. Uh, that they spent on the crafting of the grass for this uh, for this field uh, for the Super Bowl. And, um, you know, it was awful. Um, and this isn't the first time the field in, in, in Arizona has been bad. It was bad for the Harrison, Fiesta Bowl between Harrison TCU Butcher and Michigan himself, in week one. week one on yeah. that grass. Yeah, this this has been a problem all year. Um, and you know, I was I was I was talking uh, to my wife about it because we were talking about the field conditions. Because obviously, her being a Michigan fan, we have we have seen this poor quality field come into play at the Fiesta Bowl Max. this year. Um, and and I said, like, if you think about it, uh, I wonder if it has to do with the fact that it is that retractable field on that on that platform, because. You know, you've been to baseball games. I've been to baseball games. We, we, we've all been at games where they've had uh, the tarp on the field. They pull it off. You see large puddles of uh, water in the grass, and you see those puddles of water literally sucked down into the ground. Um, all right, Cap's goal. Um, you've seen those those puddles sucked down into the ground because there's, there's high-tech the drainage systems built into all these fields. And look, I don't, I don't know what or what Arizona has and what they don't, but I'm wondering if it's if that's not part of the issue that you don't have the same sort of drainage system built in because it's on that retractable platform. I, I think that could potentially play a role in the situation. I'm not going to say it is or it isn't because never stepped foot on that that field. No, don't know what it feels like underneath, but. Obviously, there was a t- there was talk that they hadn't brought the grass out since Wednesday. Yeah, I guess when they painted it, they kind of just kind of left it there rather than than rolling it out like they normally do every day. Yeah. Um. So I don't know if maybe the paint and all that stuff for all the logos kind of kind of kind of messed with it a little bit more than usual. Um. But you you the biggest stage yeah that you have with the guy who arguably is the face of your league hurt or not, and a guy who's an upcoming quarterback that could be in your top five and should be. Let's, let's we'll, no, we'll, no, I, I we'll talk, we'll talk about that too, but, but certainly probably way. should be, but literally you have all, you have all these things working for you. You have statistically the second best defensive line or front seven in the playoffs with the exception of the 85 bears in the, in the Philadelphia Eagles uh, playoffs. And those guys literally had as much traction as I do trying to run down a slip and slide. Yeah. How does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And everyone and everybody on, uh, and, and Dan Levitard show saw it on TikTok today. I don't know if I sent it to you or not, but I was, I, I was sitting and, and the, the guys literally like, but the chiefs had to deal with it too. Chris Jones is the best D-tackle in football. He's also a power rusher. Well, and it's not like it, you, you can't watch that game and say that Chiefs pass rushers weren't slipping on the field either because no, they it, were. It was hot garbage. 
The only two sacks recorded in that game were plays where Jalen Hurts ran out of bounds behind the line of scrimmage. Correct. That game, that game with a team that is statistically the second best front seven in playoff history gets zero sacks on a guy with a high ankle sprain. Yeah. I, you, sure. You want to give credit to the to the offensive line of the, of the Kansas City Chiefs to some extent? Fine. Have no problem with it. But for the love of God, open up your eyes. The San Francisco 49ers arguably had a better offensive line. And Brock Purdy's shoulder is still somewhere in the middle of Lincoln Financial Field. Who? Because yeah. of a sack. Right. Like, right. I'm sorry. Speed rushers, when they have no footing, are worthless. It's, a, ne- it's, it, it, still, it's a neutralizer. Absolutely. Power rushers can still blow plays up. Frank Clark, Chris Jones, power rushers. Hassan Reddick is a speed rusher. He needs to get past the defensive line, the offensive line and get upfield. And he couldn't because literally it looked like me on a fucking slip and slide. It was not. Yeah, no, it, it was horrible. It was horrible. The, the NFL, the NFL should be embarrassed by the playing service. And look, I, I understand, I understand, you know, that, that both teams have to play with it play on it. And, um, you know, kudos to both sides. I mean, obviously for not, for not coming out. Basically you're, like you're, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to see Kansas city players complaining about a lot of things coming out of that game, obviously. Um, but the, you know, I think I, I saw one player for the Eagles just kind of not 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 say that it was the reason they lost or anything like that, but but d- voiced frustration with the surface and and as they should, as they should, uh, it, whether they do it publicly or not, both teams should be should be contacting New York and the league office and 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 voicing a complaint about it because there shouldn't be that poor of a quality playing surface. For the biggest game of the year. For any game of the year. Let's be honest. For any game, game, but the biggest game of the year. In a game this big, the field conditions reminded me of the Pittsburgh-Miami game in the monsoon on Monday Night Football where the ball is getting stuck in the mud and stuff like that. Like, how do you have people trying to replace divots at the 30-yard line? Yeah. In between game. In yeah, between and Devin stuff. brings up a great point too. You know, obviously you had the you had the halftime show. Um, you you know, you you see the 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 crew trying to replace the divots and things like that. And obviously you're never gonna get rid of the halftime show. I'm not sitting here insinuating. No, that. of course not. But here's the deal. It's the responsibility of the league to 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 make sure that you can have a playing service that is ready to go and that is proper. Uh and it has to be re- and it has to be ready for for you know, 60 minutes. It can't be ready for the first half. Exactly. And the show exactly. And it becomes hot garbage. Yeah, because, I mean, early on, I, I thought, because that we, we were even talking about that here but as the game started, because we thought back to the Fiesta Bowl. That it was it was such a it was such a problem in that game, and early on I thought, okay, this field looks like it's holding up. But even late in the, in the first half, you it saw it apart. starting to fall apart, and it's like, well, that's not great because it's certainly not going to get any better uh, over no, the next Jaylen 35 Hurts, plus. I think they said Jalen Hurts went through three or four different pair of cleats trying to find. Oh, they one. showed the pile on the on the Eagles yeah. sideline. I mean, I, I mean, at this point, like, sure, it's not the reason why a team lost. It's not a reason why the a team won. No, um, but the biggest game of your season, and you're giving me a C minus field at best. Now, I mean, at this point, Arizona's got a running history because let's not forget i think the super bowl before this thing was kind of hot garbage you know 
Fiesta Bowl, Super Bowl, the Super Bowl before this was hot garbage. Maybe we shouldn't go to Arizona for a little. Yeah, bit. maybe maybe until they can actually figure it out, they nope, shouldn't go back go. to Arizona. But it, you know what? I get it. It's not a trendy destination. It's not a trendy thing, guys. Fans will travel if your team makes the Super Bowl. Put the damn thing in Minnesota. Well, I mean, they, they, I think back, they'll probably end back up back at Minnesota at some point. Put it back in Detroit. Put it in. Put it in Atlanta. You know. Those fields don't deteriorate. But for some reason, the Arizona Cardinals facility, State Farm Field, they might want to call State Farm because it's yeah. hot garbage. Yeah, really. Um, and and I, I'll say this, too, just in general, because obviously the, the next uh, the next point of discussion as it, as it pertains to this game, um, you know, has, has elicited a lot of reaction from the sports world over the past uh, 48 hours. Um, but I want to I want to say this. I know I know I tweeted it on um, it was either Sunday night or Monday, but I have a lot of respect for the way that the Philadelphia Eagles, especially in light of what happened with about a minute and a half left in this game, um, the way that they handled the loss. Um, you know, that that's a team with, with great leadership, mature leadership. And um, because it could have been very easy, could have been very easy to not handle it in that fashion. So I, I do want to, I want to, I want to get that out of the way because, uh, I don't, I don't want that point to be lost that, that, that I, that I did find a lot of respect, um, for the way that the organization handled it, um, for Bradbury to step up and, and say that it, that, that he did grab the Jersey. Um, but, uh, and, and, and obviously, you know, Jalen hurts, Nick Sirianni, the, the, every interview that I saw, um, it was, it was handled, um, with uh, extreme class, and and I, I did want to point that out because obviously, Mike, the the biggest storyline coming out of the game was the the Bradbury hold on on um, on Juju um, with about you know, a minute or so left in the game uh, gave the Chiefs the first down that it led to the game winning field goal um, and 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 pretty much locked up the game for them. Um, here's my take on it. I'll let you take your your take on it. I'm sure we'll have a uh, discussion about it as well. Um, the debate should not be, was it a penalty? Because it was a penalty. It was clearly a penalty. Um, anytime you see a skin-tight jersey pulled that far off the body, it is likely going to be called. I don't care if it's one minute into the game in the first preseason game of the year or with one minute left in the game in the Super Bowl. You see you see the jersey pull off the body, it's going to be called. Now, the debate can be, should it have been called? Um, and I, I can see both sides of the argument that, well, it's a penalty, throw the flag. I can see the argument to the game wasn't called that tight the whole way. There was only a handful of this many calls this way the whole time. Why Why should you throw it there? What I will say is this. The easiest way to not make the official have to make that decision is don't grab the jersey, right? Like, that. that that's the easy choice. And I understand what he's doing. He's doing what every football player has been taught since the, the, the first time they practiced when they were seven years old. If you're going to get beat, slow the receiver down. 
It's taught it. It's taught at like the junior level. It's taught in high school. It's taught in college. If you're gonna get beat, slow him down, take him down, do what you got to do. Because if that guy has open field, it's probably gonna be seven, right? It's probably gonna be seven. Should be. Should so be. right. So take him down, let the penalty be called, and you go from there. Um, situationally, obviously that 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 gave the the Chiefs a first down that that. Gave them the 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 points, but the correct call was made by the book. But uh, Mike, I'll let I'll let you give your thoughts, and I'm sure there's going to be discussion coming out of it. Um. All right. So, being 100 transparent, I texted you after um, the angle that we first saw was not the jersey that I thought was the reason why they were calling it. Yeah, a lot of people um, saw I, that the hand on the hip. The hand on the hip is what I said, because I said that directly to you. I'm like, if you think the hand on the left hip after he made the cut is the reason why they threw the flag, then they shouldn't have thrown the flag. Obviously, there was another angle later that shows the blatant pull of the jersey. By the book, should be called a hold. Understandably, it is what it is. Personally... In a game where you let an entire offensive lineman basically lay on another one and basically hit him with the uh, the multiple power bombs of death and hold him on the ground, that wasn't called. Um, I don't necessarily know that I think we should have thrown a flag there. Um, it's one of those things in this game. Um, you kind of let a couple of things go early. You kind of got to let them go late. Uh, and if you don't, then I feel like we have a mistake on that aspect. If you're going to call something as as and I'm going to say it as ticky-tack as that was. I get it. It's a hold, but it is still ticky-tack that you decide to throw the flag at that point. Um, then we should have been calling stuff a lot earlier. Uh, and the fact that you let it go for three and a half, three and three quarters of, of the ball game, and then you decide to call it in the last minute and a half um, kind of sucks. Uh, also, we'll say this. I don't necessarily know that. Uh, our friend Juju, I want to do a dance on the center logo of the Super Bowl for my TikTok with my good friend Jackson Mahomes. Would have caught that ball if he was held or not. Debatable. It was kind of a garbage throw. Not going to lie. It was kind of hot garbage. Maybe Patrick saw the flag and just decided. To I was going to say, I, I, there's a lot of things because Juju also slowed down the route uh, at about the seven yard line because I think he saw the flag coming. The bottom line is when the ball hits the end zone, it was about four to five yards away. Um, so critical to note, it wasn't a pass interference because that Correct. at that point would have been un, probably uncatchable. But also, did, did Mahomes see the – because Mahomes pointed right away. That's what I'm saying. If Mahomes so saw was, did he assume that the flag was going to be called and just kind of lofted it out there as well? That's what I'm saying. Which may, probably not the smartest choice. Let's be honest about it. Because if that flag is not thrown, you just threw you just threw the ball away. You didn't give your player yeah, a chance. Happens, what happens if it's illegal hands to the face on the offense? Right. Right. Penalties decline. You take the, the you take the points to give them a minute and a half left to run down the field and try to score a touchdown. Other thing here, I get it. It's instincts to try to stop juju if he got by you mm -hmm. but if you don't try to stop him and you let him score you got two timeouts fair and a minute and a half to go and your offense has been pretty dang good all night one i get it it's it's your instincts i get it it's like that's how you're characteristically built if you get beat stop the stop the the, the receiver from getting the ball 
But that's one of those where you have your timeouts. You've got a quarterback who's been dicing up the Kansas City front seven. He's been running all over him. He's been throwing the ball well to both AJ and Devontae. And he finally got Dallas Goddard back involved mm-hmm. in that in that last drive. I just don't necessarily know that stopping Juju there. Because here's the thing. You get the ball back, no, you're not guaranteed to go down the length of the field and score. And you know you got to score a touchdown. I get it. But I'd rather have my quarterback have the ball in his hands with a minute 20 to go and two touchdowns, knowing that if I score a touchdown, maybe I gamble. Maybe I go Philly special and not and, and don't let Patrick get the ball back. But to know that instead I have seven seconds and my arm gets basically – batted down at the line of scrimmage. Yeah, I mean there there know? there uh, there really wasn't much. I mean, obviously you could never say never. Uh if a chief does something stupid and commits a pass interference or something, um you know, you, then you would have a chance at a field goal, but but certainly um you know, wasn't wasn't much the Eagles could do there. Um here's what I say. I mean, you, you bring up like the, the inconsistency. Uh you bring up the the one yeah, that where the Chiefs lineman's laying on the guy. Um look if you've been a fan of this show for any length of time, but go back last year, the year before, if you, if you dig into the archives, we've talked about the inconsistency of officiating in this league being a problem for years. This is nothing new. The inconsistency in calls is nothing new. I'm sorry. You're talking to a guy who basically had his shot to go to a back-to-back Super Bowl stripped out of his hands on a let's, let, let's redo third down. And then the next week, your commissioner goes, man, the officiating this year has been great. What? Hey, fuck you, buddy. Uh, two two years ago, we didn't have Roger Goodell sitting on a podium at at, at at Super Bowl weekend saying how great the officials have been all year. One that week is a, a disgusting team. act. Thank you, Joe. After giving a team an extra down. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, Joe Buck yourself. Yeah. Um, right. So so inconsistency has been a problem for years. Um, the, the thing I'll say about calls like. The offensive lineman laying on the, on the defensive play at that point, like I, I don't I don't think that that call no call has an impact on a scoring play. Not that it should matter. Let's be fair. Like if it, if it's a call, it's a call. I get it. Um, but and and I, look, I I don't I don't know what goes on in, in these officiating rooms. Like I I I don't. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and try to say like. You know, well, the edict is only call things that are close on scoring plays um, or anything like that. Um, but, you know, I, I, I may, maybe it's just justification of like an a, a offensive lineman laying on a defensive lineman at the at the their own 40 yard line or whatever it was on a on a 10 yard play or what have you. Like, are, are we going to are we going to go that deep into the woods? Um, but also, I mean, if you if you go back, um, you know, I, the the first um, the, the the first was it was it Smith that had the first touchdown. Um, I mean, it looked like he kind of had a push off. Like mm-hmm. my my point is, like things kind of do balance themselves out. It sucks that this game comes down to that play in that moment, but I I won't say that it comes down to that player that moment. That that that's where people will leave it at. Um, I'm going to say that the game really turned on its side when Philadelphia couldn't pass whoever was doing the stop, the stop go route. Yeah, that you know, didn't help. The last, the last two touchdowns that Kansas city scored prior to the, to the, the game winning field goal 
start the man in motion, pass him off to somebody, and then that guy just jets out to the out, out into the flats and he's just wide open because nobody picks him up. Yeah. Um, and the fact that okay, you fell for it the first time. All right. Should probably be watching for that. <laughs> the sec- they run the exact same play to the opposite side of the field on the next drive. Like like that's something that cannot be done on this stage. Like you have to be ready for that. If you are not ready for that the second time, you're not making second half. You're not making in-game adjustments. Yeah, yeah. And that's the problem. Yeah, and and I mean the, the, the there's there's two plays as well that I think really um change the fortune of this game and and for as brilliant as Jalen Hurts is uh, and and look my lock of the week last week was that Jalen Hurts would outplay Patrick Mahomes despite the loss um I think he did I, I, I think my lock hit like let's be honest like Jalen Hurts was brilliant on Sunday sands one play right like that fumble changed the game okay Stupid footing on that shitty field. Yeah, yeah. Um, he wasn't doing a great job protecting the ball. Um, <laughs> no. in, in 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 the field's defense. No. Um, but yeah. Um, the field also the field also had an assist on that one. I'm like I'm waiting for the the TikTok video of football field University of Arizona. Yeah. Uh, you know, go desert. Uh, you yeah. know, when when Hertz went down. But that, that look, we, we can't we can't disregard that play. We also can't regard disregard the Kadarius Tony punt return down to the eight yard line. Um, which also, yeah, suck on that, Giants fans. Like all year I've been talking about like I've been hearing Giants fans who don't have a receiver to save their life, by the way, um, talking about how happy they are Kadarius Tony is gone and the guy makes one of the biggest plays um in the Chiefs win on Super Bowl Sunday, but that's neither here nor there. Um, th- those two plays are arguably bigger than the hold, right? Arguably, or at least as big, would, or at least as I big. Would, I would say definitely the touchdown. The touchdown is definitely bigger than the hold. Um, the punt return, uh, six and one half dozen of the other. Um, you, you, you get it. If he goes out of bounds 15 yards further back, it, I mean, it is like they didn't score a touchdown on that drive. Did they? Was that the field goal drive? Um, I thought they scored it. I thought that was one of the touchdown drives. Or was that was that the second the second stop? That was the second. That was the second oh, touchdown okay. drive. So okay, so literally the fact that they just fell for the same play again at the yeah. end of that drive. Okay, cool. Um, no, I, I mean I would say definitely the defensive touchdown is, is a big play. Uh, is bigger than the hold. The punt return I would say is probably equal to the hold. Um, but what I'll also say is is any chief fan that's like, oh, we should have had the second defensive touchdown. It wasn't a catch. Miles Sanders didn't even really get to take a step, and he was already blown up. Like, um, if if that was if that wasn't a catch, then the Devontae Smith one that that uh, Nick Sirianni looked like a fool for telling them to go back, and then you know his team blew the game. Probably probably shouldn't do that, Nick. Probably shouldn't try to hype up the crowd. You know, I said that on last week's show. If there was anybody that embodied Philadelphia more than Nick Sirianni, please show me them because <laughs> he kind of did it on the biggest stage, and it kind of blew up in his face. Um, but if that Miles Sanders catch to, to you as a catch, then that Devontae Smith one where he took two steps, landed on his knee, and then fell to the ground and dropped the ball should have been a catch. Oh, and by the way, Des caught it. Well, and 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 that's the thing, man, is is the the inability of this league to determine what is a catch and what isn't. Because here, like my problem, my problem, and I'm not I'm not griping 
about the the, the Sanders fumble. No I'm just fumble. about Chiefs fans that are literally boohooing. You but, won but, a Super Bowl and you're nitpicking. But, shut up, fools. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Shut up and take the win. Just shut up and take the win. Um, but but here's the thing too about that, like Miles Sanders one, is if if you look at the play, it's ball, two feet, and he starts to turn, right? I all I've heard since the Desno caught it play is is foot is the words football move. If a guy starting to make his turn isn't a football move, I don't know what is. And I understand it's a bang bang play, and and I don't necessarily disagree. With it being overturned and being ruled incomplete, but figure if, out what a, figure out what a catch is because if it, two feet and a move is a catch. Then steps three and four need to be a catch. Right, and 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 again, th- th- that's what a catch what a catch is or isn't. Has, has, we kind of need we kind of need some clarification, Roger. Your officials have been great all year. Can you please clarify what a catch is for next right, season? Right, can we figure that out, please? Um. Like I, I love the the XFL and 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 the USFL's approach to it. If it looks like a catch and it smells like a catch, it's a catch. Like catch. it's it, like, and I get they're trying to make the game simpler, quicker, faster paced, um, it easier for the the fan to know what's going on. Also, yeah, because you don't know who the players are. So nope. if you can understand if the game's easier, then I think that goes a long way. Um. But yeah, like there's and 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 that's the thing too. Like it, the 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 Goddard the uh, the Goddard one, oh the one on his helmet probably wasn't a catch either. So again, you have three plays that could honestly have gone either, either way. way, either way. Um, that could have impacted say, that could. I'll say the Goddard one was a catch because it got me both of my props. Well, there you go. I'll say it wasn't a catch because literally that ball was moving until the foot was <laughs> off the ground. But again, neither here nor there. Not going to complain. Des uh, caught it. I got the result I wanted. Hashtag Des caught it. Um, but yeah. Uh, so figure out what a catch is. Uh, figure out how to make a field. Um, and uh, figure out when to call holding. But no. Also, also figure out how to have some goddamn accountability for the referees. Like yeah. at this point, if if someone's going to call a bad game, like. They shouldn't be rewarded by being deep into playoff runs. Like, like let's let like if you're gonna make players be accountable, if you're gonna find players for calling out referees for having bad games, like that referee then needs to be held accountable. Like it is what it is at this point. Like you're expecting more from the guys who are making millions. You need to expect more from the guys who are officiating the game and 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 making the game. Yeah, and I mean that's not it's gone. That's something we touched on a couple of weeks ago. I don't remember if it was at the end of the regular season or one of the early playoff rounds, but when there was a questionable call or something like that that impacted the game, um, the the discussion has been like it is long overdue um, for for there to be for there to be full time employed officials by the NFL. There's no reason that a league that profits a billion dollars a year. Can't pay officials to be full time employees and and actually have accountability and 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 learn the rule book um, in, in a proper way. Uh, and, I, and I will add this um, for uh, for as questionable, we'll put it as the word questionable. As questionable as the the holding call was, still not the worst, still not the worst, um, most egregious outcome of a of a referee decision that occurred in that stadium. 
this year because that happened during the Fiesta Bowl. Um, but neither here, that's neither here nor there as well. Um, also, college football should have national officials, not conference officials. So, so about about officials. Let, let, uh, just Major League Baseball, I get it. They play 162 games a year. And, yeah. and Devin, you are right. I am happy that I don't have to hear about a Eagles fans celebrating a Super Bowl win. You are correct, sir. That that might be that might be as factual as me being happy that I don't have to hear about Baltimore or Pittsburgh fans. But I digress. Uh, I get it. Major League Baseball, 162 games. They're they're a little bit more involved on the day to day aspect of the game than they are in the National Football League. Sure. But even if you pay these guys to be quote full time, send them to a camp in July of new rules, refreshers. Guess what? Waiting till training camp and having three preseason games for the referees to knock the rust off? No. Yeah. And no. and have a group of senior officials or whatever, or officials in management, that have a higher salary. Gene Steratore, Dean Blandino, and another one that are the Fox and CBS guys. Make them the head of officiating and let them go in and grade the officials. And if you're not good, you need to fix this. You need to fix this to be to keep being on the field. Accountability. Yeah, and, and I mean also, but have have guys within you know like a, a a member per crew or you know a set member of of each position of official that is like a senior official that works during the off season to go, you know what like you know the other year with with the pass interference when it went to review, where mm-hmm. you can look at this and go this didn't work let's let's eliminate this and go over this thousand page rule book because that because that's the thing too is. It seems really easy, and I'm I'm as guilty of it either. So I'm not I'm not faulting anybody. And let me also say that like I don't want this to come off because obviously, yes, I'm a Cowboys fan. I'm happy the Eagles didn't win the Super Bowl. If I was in the Eagles fans' position right now, I'd be pissed. Okay, heated. heated. I, I would be heated. I would absolutely be heated. Uh, sorry, let's spoiler alert this. I'm sitting here eating my dinner when we during the pre-show. I've still lost sleep over the Jermaine right. Pratt Cooper Cup fucking fake holding from last year. Yeah. Like I'm still heated 369 days later and uh-huh. literally like Eagles fans should be heated for the next 365 days. Like I, I will also say this. Fans, I will also say this. Let me see if I can find um like I like Here's Sean Styers, who um okay. who was a sports radio host out in South Bend, Indiana, has done the um the Notre Dame post game show for years, um and and he tweeted out because some somebody was like worst call of the the year, worst call ever, NFL's rigged, and he he tweeted exactly what I was thinking. Every fan of every team would want that flag thrown if their team was on offense. Correct. So so look, it's it's a situational thing. If you're if you're if you're the team that fan of a team that's on defense, you're pissed it was called. Correct. If you're a fan of the team that's on offense, you wanted it called. And if you say you don't want it called, you're a liar. You're a liar because in that moment, that moment locks the Super Bowl for you. So you want that called. Um. But yeah, look, it's so it's I I I I agree. Um, there is a there is a degree of bias to it. Um. Well, absolutely. Uh, but I, I think, and you know, I've I've looked at MLB's rulebook. Um, you know, I put in an application to try to become an official scorer. Um, they were hiring for scorers for Miami. 
you know, and I put an application in to try to get an interview to, to apply for, you know, to do it. And it's like, you need to know all these rules and this stuff and this stuff and this stuff. And it's just like finding the, 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 the official scores, like rules and what they need to know is a 250 page thing. Like the umpires one is probably six exit. You know, you're looking at 1300 pages of different rules and double substitutions and shit like that. I can only imagine what the NFL's is when you're starting to, to what is and what isn't illegal contact. Yeah. What is and isn't, you know, a five yard face mask or a 15 yard face mask when that was a thing. Like there are so many the, different the, the things. The book like, is a thousand pages long or something like that. It's, it's absurdly like there's so much um, and even, and even confusing wording with a lot of things. And even if they and not not to sound like an asshole, even if they dumb it down and they go, okay, you're the sideline judge. These are your 400 pages and you're a back judge. These are your 400 pages, you know, and you're the official. These are your 400, but you're the head official. These are, you got to read all 1000. Like, even if you took the advance of the advance and gave him the full book and only positionized the rest of it, it's still 400 pages of stuff. You're probably yeah. gonna have to try to remember and hope either a, you never have to use it. Or B, you somehow get it right. Right. And, and when and, you and, don't and, get it right, it's going to be polarized because you can go find the rule book on the internet and you can be like, wow, you really blew that one, bud. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and that's that's the thing, too, is, is, it's, is it's very simple to sit. And again, I'm, I'm as guilty of this as anybody. Armchair officiating. Uh, armchair officiating. It is, it, is, it is easy to do. Um, and if you've never, if you've never officiated a sporting event of any kind, um, Go to your go to your local, um, you know your local football team, your local soccer team, your local um, league, baseball. league baseball, any of that. Go get behind get behind home plate. You'll you'll find out real quick. Even, no matter what level it is, I umpired sixty five plus modified pitch softball one year, and man, you talk about thinking something is easy and then getting behind the plate and having people. Ha having old guys heckling you from the dugout and all of that. It's not easy, man. It is not easy. So, um, yeah. Senior, senior division fall rec baseball. I had a coach come out after almost every play in the field and ask me to go ask the home plate umpire for help. And my response after about the third time was, if you come back, it will be the last walk you take out here. Because literally yeah. it was like, what did you see? Uh, I saw that the second baseman had the ball in his glove. He stepped on the bag and threw it before your guy even got anywhere close to the base. Like, I don't know why we're having this conversation right now. Right. Like, I really truthfully don't. Like, why are we doing this? So literally, like, ticky-tack stuff like that. Like, it, it's stuff that we all see and it's stuff that we all yeah. comment on or that we think we could do better. Um, and again, know. these decisions have to be made at a, at a bullet's sure. pace. And, at a bullet's and, and pace. And the other thing is for lack of better, like we get the benefit of slow motion at home. Yep. They don't get the replay to see if they got it right. No, not withholding or anything. The only time it does is what is it, you know, a, a catch, uh, did it cross the plane and, and stuff like that. You know, yeah, you, you, don't, you, don't, you don't get that get, on every play. You don't no, get the it, super I, high zoom. You know, you're standing 15 yards away. Yeah. And you're hoping, you're hoping that you get it right. Yeah, exactly. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. James Bradbury doesn't come out during the postgame and tell you that he held him. Philadelphia is ready to go to war. Right. It's it's a, it's a much different conversation, and and I give him a ton of respect for doing that. And I and I think, 
you know, I, I, I do think that went a long way because then, then the conversation isn't, was it holding? Was because it a penalty? The conversation becomes, should it have been called? And I mean, that's, that's going to be opinion based a hundred percent of the time. Um, the fact is it was, and, and, and by rule, the official got the call, right. Um, but we've, what we've, I, we've spent a lot, get a last thought there. We'll, we'll move on from this. We spent a lot of time fuck, on it. Fuck Juju and his tweet today. About oh, what a dickhead. Valentine. Seriously, like, man. GFY. Like, man, you, cause here's the deal. There's a lot of times that flag isn't thrown like that. And I don't know if the Eagles are going to go down and score, but they no, scored, they knows. scored 11 points in the second half. Okay. Like that offense was not moving and performing the same that it was. So I understand they had two timeouts. It was a minute and a half. There's a good chance the Eagles are going to go down and ha and have a chance to tie that game. But also how do you know that their kicker's foot ain't going to slip out um, trying to plant on yeah. that on that Super Bowl logo, right? All of all of that's in play, but I think they would have rather have just had the opportunity. Sure, and and I obviously I don't blame them, but like man, for, for Schuster, you you were you you were a clown in Pittsburgh, you know, and 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 the the tweet you sent out today, um, was absolutely douchey. I don't I don't want to have to sit here and and defend Philly in any way, shape, or form. But look what you're making me do. Um, an absolutely douchey tweet. Didn't need to be sent. Um, just take your victory. Have the parade. Celebrate it. But don't be a dickhead about it. Uh, I thought AJ Brown's response to it was was really really good. Um, let me. I love I love, love Tyreek Hill's where he was just kind of like people be wilding. I'm signing. I'm signing the hell out of this app. Yeah. Also, I saw a lot of people like you know. I wonder how Tyreek feels watching his watching his old team Ty, win no, another Ty, Super Bowl. I, I, he's on, swimming sure in his money. That's what he's doing. Hold on. I'm pretty sure Tyreek Hill said something along the lines of like, "Hey, congratulations for jumping to a front runner. Like, sit the fuck down." Yeah. Like, dude, he the man is swimming in money. Okay. Um. But anyway, um, let's let's put some closing thoughts on the game. Um. Anyone anyone who is questioning Jalen Hurts anymore stop. stop it stop it this guy went from his own fan base let's be clear on this his own fan base was questioning him as their quarterback after last season we talked about it I think in our offseason shows last year uh, at one point, or at least in the preseason, like the Eagle, like there was a lot of Eagles fans who didn't want Jalen Hurts back. Um, and he went from that to, in my opinion, whether he is top five or not, he has to be in the conversation. I, I would say he probably is going into next season. I found, I found his. Tyreek? Yeah. What was the... So he, he tags Big Play Slay and James Bradbury in the tweet. He said with a yo with like the three laugh until I cry emojis. Darius Slay re responded weak as fuck. It's all good though they won. And his exact response to that was front runner, bro. <laughs> L literally calls out Juju from going from, you know, a rebuild in, in Pittsburgh with no Ben Roethlisberger to the best quarterback in football. Yeah, okay, bud. Yeah, yeah. Good job, Scoot. Right. <laughs> You you got lucky. You got lucky. Um but like here's the deal. So off the top of my head, I mean Mahomes yep. better. Burrow better. Yep. 
Um, you, you you can stop. So like, his you, you can numbers, stop because because he's better. I'm than not Phillip. putting Josh Allen above him. He's better than Philip Rivers. Oh, sorry, Josh sorry. Allen. Ooh, uh-oh. more, more Ooh. on that eventually. Whoops. Um, uh-oh. He's better than he's better than than. Um, you call him that? He's better than who? Herbert. Yeah. You know, yeah, sure. Herbert has the better arm strength. So does Josh Allen. But Jalen Hurts is more dynamic on the ground. Absolutely. Definitely better than Lamar Jackson because he can stay on the field. Lamar can't. Definitely a better passer. Like, here's the thing. Lamar might make flashier plays. Sure. Especially especially if he gets some weapons because he's never had weapons before. Lamar will also probably miss anywhere from four to six weeks with an ankle sprain. That too. Like and I get it, hurts hurts uh, had missed some time this year, but I mean any quarterback's gonna miss time with like what a separated shoulder. <laughs> like, yeah. Tell me, tell me a quarterback who's not gonna miss time with that, right? Um, uh, yeah, like honestly, I, nobody. So, you know, if if you if you want to have, because that's the thing, Mahomes and Burrow without question above. If you I would want, say it, it's the two of them, and then it's kind of everybody. Yeah. Else. If you if you want to have if you want to have the argument. With Hertz, Lamar, Allen, uh, Allen Her- Herbert, like I, I, honestly, you go, present the case to the court. I'll be I'll, I'll be the non-homer here. You can put Dak Prescott in that conversation. I get it. Looks I would like shit in the. I, I would. I know you won't. But numbers wise, number I get it. Numbers wise, really on, on the field. He's as competitive as Herbert and Lamar Jackson are. Okay. I- I'm saying from a numbers perspective, I get it. The guy sometimes gets lost in the playoffs, and he looked like crap against the Niners. I get it. It's easy to look at his last game, and that be the reason why you feel the way that you do. Or Cowboys fans again, the you, way you that they do because of not not to, to not to play. defend not to defend Dak uh, because the dust has settled for a couple of weeks. But yeah. when you're looking at that game, you had. Um, fat ass Pollard. Zeke. Pollard gets hurt. Pollard snaps his leg. So your weapons are Fat Zeke, CD Lamb, uh, Michael Dalton Gallup. Schultz. Michael Gallup, who's facing two offseason surgeries. Dalton Schultz. Uh, Dalton Schultz, who is as reliable as n- nothing. Um, he looks pretty good down, down the stretch. Noah Brown, who no. has got cement hands. And T.Y. Hilton, who you called out of retirement four weeks prior. I really feel like that should have been a role filled by, I don't know, Amari Cooper or something. Oof. Yeah, you're not kidding. You are not kidding, my friend. He ain't lying. Um, yeah, that, that's a that's a deal that looks really bad in hindsight. Woof. Uh, woof. <laughs> um, dude's just rotting away in Cleveland. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's a, more on that later. More um, on that later. But, yeah, so... I, I won't I won't put Dak in that uh, he would be in the next tier whatever the next sure I mean whatever the next could, tier is you're probably talking what Rogers still if he returns once he comes back from his ayahuasca retreat whatever he decides I think Derek Carr is probably in that next tier Jared Goff after this year Golf's in that in next that tier um, because again Golf not flashy but he's also not going to turn the ball over correct like um, so yeah. yeah. As, as much as people want to talk about it, the midget that loves modern warfare probably is in the middle of that, <laughs> in the middle of that conversation. Yeah, in that in that tier, um, I'm definitely yeah, not so, putting him. So, so here's yep. the deal: I would have, I would put Hertz in like the three to five conversation. 
I said it on last week's show. He was at the very lowest, the sixth or seventh ranked quarterback. That performance in the Super Bowl, he's three or four. Exactly. And and it's easy to it. You want to have the argument about Josh Allen over him? Fine. You want to have the argument of Hurts over Allen? Fine. I don't care. Uh, I'm for. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sitting here. I'm sitting, and I'm looking at this, going, "Wait, so you're you're telling me we got a young Hurts? You know, got Goddard still got some years left in him. Devontae Smith is super young. AJ Brown's found new life. His best friend in AJ Brown. You can institute running backs." Running backs are honest to God a dime a dozen in the NFL anymore. Especially, especially let's, uh, in that uh, offense. Miles Sanders, two carries for negative two yards in the entire first half. Right. They're like, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, the game is yours. Yeah. Yeah. So you can you can find another Gainwell. You can find another Boston Scott. You can honestly find another Miles Sanders. I don't know if Eagles fans are ready to hear that conversation, but you can find another Miles Sanders. So that 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 Eagles team. He ain't lying. Pardon me while I throw up in in the bucket next to me. Um, they're gonna be a problem for a while here. They're gonna like they're gonna be a problem. We'll talk about odds for next year here in a minute. Oh, and by the way, they have an extra first round draft pick this year. Yeah, mother, that fucking just that thing sucks. Like, and when they and when they trade that for. Somebody else's used paper towel that turns into an all pro. Then we'll talk about that on next. Yeah, Yeah, we'll talk about that on next next year's show. Yeah, not not good. It stinks for me. It's good for Eagles fans, but um, the other the other thing I want to talk about coming out of coming out of this one is um, Andy Reid. The legacy of Andy Reid, I think. The conversation changed Sunday night. Um, I know we had we had my brother on last week. He said he already had Andy Reid in the discussion um, for for one of the best coaches of all time, at the very least, one of the best coaches in his era, in the modern era. Um, I, I don't, I don't. It, now it's no longer a debate if he's one of the best. The debate starts to become where does he rank. And like I, I understand that Bill Belichick has won. Well, hi there. You say hello. <laughs> um, I understand Bill Belichick has won six, but look at the longevity of what Andy Reid has done, and now he's done it. You know, he's been to Super Bowls with multiple teams. He's won two with the Chiefs. Um. I don't know if I'm ready if I'm ready to say Andy Reid greater than symbol Bill Belichick, but I think the conversation's getting tighter, right? Like the conversation. Uh, it's de- it's definitely you've definitely tightened the purse strings. Yeah. Um, you get another I'm, one, I'm, maybe. I still think uh, it's hard to argue six. I get that. Hard to that, argue six. It's it, and I get it. It's Thomas Edward Patrick Bieber Brady. Right. It, it but. He also threw to like Chris Hogan and Danny Amendola and Wes Welker and you know knockoffs that people didn't want anymore and stuff like that. Like Andy Reid got to a Super Bowl with T.O., won a Super Bowl with Tyreek Hill, and arguably the greatest tight end, especially in this generation, if not of all time, and Travis Kelsey. You know, Patrick Levon Mahomes has probably had more weapons with names than Thomas Patrick. 
Edward Beaver Brady Jr. the third Esquire, whatever we're gonna add to his Yeah, my he's um now he's now he's retired. My dad but actually I'm, my dad actually texted me because he used to uh, officiate uh high school football and he brings mm-hmm. up a great point that, that most sports, you know, basketball, baseball, um even hockey. I mean, I get there's some differentiating roles that, as you get in upper levels, mm-hmm. change. But for the most part, the core roles are the same at all levels. Football, every level is dramatically different too. Um, so that that needs to be taken into account when when you have those officials discussions. So, um, but yeah, Andy Reid. Andy Reid is um, certainly among the best. Top two, three. Um, of, of his generation, he's in the conversation for one of the best all time. Um, and, and I, and I, I honestly, I don't think it, it is really, it is really debatable. Um, I mean, I have him at number two in the era that I've been alive for. The only one I have ahead of him is Bill, is Bill Belichick. Yeah. And I, and I don't necessarily know that there's anybody on, on the doorstep of passing him. No, you know, uh, uh. I mean, Sean Payton win another one, you know, depending on, on what's going on there, maybe. Sean Payton's probably the closest to, uh, of having a, a legitimate leg to stand on. Maybe. Maybe. Um, maybe. And, and this one's going to hurt you. If Mike McCarthy leads the Cowboys to a Super Bowl next year, won one with Aaron Rodgers, wins one with Dak Prescott. I mean, dude. I know he's had some real fucking duds in, in the middle, but. Look, know. if Mike McCarthy wins the Super Bowl in Dallas, I mean. <laughs> I'm ready to hear any conversation anybody wants I mean, to have because I'll be celebrating. I'll be celebrating. That's, so that's kind. Of, that's kind of why I'm like, you know, he won one. In, he won one in Green Bay. You know, he wins a second one in in Dallas. And I mean, here's the thing. I get it. It's not the 14 wins a season that that Kansas City's normally getting. But McCarthy's really been turning in winning records as long as Dak Prescott's been healthy. Yeah. I know. I know. He turned in some real clunkers in in Green Bay and some real clunkers when Dak was hurt. But I mean. He's turning in at least five, over 500 records. I mean, I know it's not pretty, and I know the, the thing is, is you always talk about, oh, he loses in the playoffs. I mean, the Oakland A's lost in the first round of the playoffs for however many years, but Billy Bean kept I mean, money balling them. So McCarthy's been a head coach for 16 seasons. Okay. okay. He's going into 17. He'll be going into 17. Um he was 8 and 8 in his first year in Green Bay. He was 6 and 10 in his third year. Was that a year Rodgers got hurt? That was 08. I can't. Um he was 7 and 9 in 2017. He was 4 7 and 1 in his final year and he got fired. Yep. Um and then he was 6 and 10 in Dallas in year 1. That was the year Dak Prescott almost lost his foot. Yeah. Besides that, um, he has been above 500 every other season. Um, there was only one season out of any of those um, where he was even close to 500. 2013, they were 8, 7, and 1. Otherwise, he has turned in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 10 plus win seasons in 16 years. He wins another Super Bowl, and he wins it next year in Dallas, winning more than ten games. There has to be a con- like there. He like, like he's, he's the he, next one in the conversation. Right. Yeah, you know, and Welcome you know, to the he's, party, Mike McCarthy. He's been to uh, he's been to four NFC Championship games. He has won one of those. Obviously, went on to win the Super Bowl that year. 
Um, yeah, so you know, I've been I've been critical of him at times. Um, I think the 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 better placement of anger probably should have been at Kellen Moore, who's now San Diego and Justin Herbert's problem. Um, so good luck with that. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean that that's that's an interesting conversation, uh, depending how. Um, you know, the, the Cowboys could fare, uh, Mike, I do want to, I do want to move on to kind of looking back at, at the regular season records, but without the rest of the guys here. Um, and I don't, I don't recall, uh, do you have your season uh, predictions let me, anywhere? Let me go on and look. Because I don't know that I, if I ever got them from you, I forgot to put them on the sheet. Hold on. I'll look, I'll see if I can find if them. If you don't have them, we'll, we'll revisit them in the off season in the off season program. But if you have them. We can uh, we can look at them. I do, I do have them. Perfect, perfect. So let me pull up. Uh, let me pull up the the ones from the rest of the crew here. Um, and I'll, spoiler alert: it is not pretty. Um, mine, mine, mine won't be either. Don't worry about it. So in the NFC East, everybody across the board had the Eagles. Um, I'll, I'll join the crowd on that one. All right. So you had the Eagles uh, in the NFC North. Uh, Dave had the Vikings. Everybody else had the Packers. I had the Packers. As well. <laughs> Um, in the South, uh, everybody had the Bucks except for Dave had picked the Saints, so that worked out well for Dave. I'll join. I'll join the party with the uh, Tampa Bay. Okay, good. Yeah, I think that one was kind of a foregone conclusion. Obviously, in the West, the 49ers won across the board for us. Everybody had the Rams except for Dave did have the 49ers. I had the Rams as well. Yeah, whoof, man, I could not have foreseen what happened in L.A. Uh, this year, the three wild card teams: uh, Cowboys, Giants, Seahawks. Um, a lot of us had pl- teams that ended up like in the postseason by by divisional win uh, in there because, like, I had the Niners, I had the Cowboys as a, as as a pick. Uh, a I lot. Had Cow- I yeah. had Cowboys, Niners, and Lions. Yeah, across the board, a lot of us had the Cowboys. A lot of us had the Niners. Um, Nobody had the Giants. Shocker. N- nobody had the Seahawks. Wait, hold on. The alleged the alleged Giant fan didn't have them in with Coach of the Year Allegedly. Brian Dayball. Also, look, the NFL honors. Come on, man. You can't do that to us. Like what? Come on, man. And I like I touched on it on the my five observations uh, from Saturday night. It's bad enough that Brian DeBull won. It is worse that Doug Peterson was fifth in voting. Like, you're out of your mind if you think he was that low. Hot garbage. Um, but anyway, I don't want to give EJ and that bullcrap any more credit than it's got. Uh, NFC champion across the board. A lot of us had the Rams. Two of us had the Packers. Uh, nobody. <laughs> nobody had the Eagles. I had the Rams. All right. Um in the AFC, uh, in the East, across the board, we all had the Bills. Yep. That one was easy. Um, the In the North, everybody had um, – a lot. almost everybody had the had the Ravens. Uh, Sean and EJ had the Bengals. I didn't pick against my boys. You know better. Uh, that is fair. Um, in the South, uh, we had Colts, we had Titans, and nobody had the Jaguars. <laughs> I somehow believe the hype in the fucking Colts. I don't know. Dude, look, okay. I understand that in hindsight, it looks like a really bad pick. But, like, Matt Ryan wasn't playing that poorly in Atlanta. Like, 
And seemingly, based on on what Indy did the year before, you were a run first team. You had a great offensive line. Uh, you had some weapons on uh, wide it receiver. Been, it should have been easy for them to be better. You had a really good defense. Like it should have been really easy for Matt Ryan to come in and do minimal work and and succeed. And that thing just exploded. So I, I still don't know what happened um, in Indy. Uh, it still doesn't make a lot of sense. But nonetheless, uh, we yeah, a lot of us got that wrong. In the West, um, everybody had the Chiefs except for, oof, nope. EJ had the Raiders. Um, Kyle and Dave had the Chargers. I'll do them one worse. Broncos country. Oh, fuck, no. Fuck my uh, life. The Denver Broncos. Oh, no. You did it. You really bought the hype. Yeah. I had Broncos them as a playoff team. I had them as a playoff team. I had them as my wild card three. So I'm not chastising you for believing in it. But, man, you really bought the hype. Playoff teams, uh, obviously the wild card teams were Chargers, Ravens, Dolphins. Um, I had the – I, got, I, got I had, the, I had your Bengals. Two. I had your Bengals in a, in the wild card. I, had, I, I got wild card one and two exactly right. I had the Chargers in the one spot, the Ravens in the two spot. And then I had the the Vegas Raiders in the three. So it looks, I mean, it looks like everybody uh, who didn't have the Chiefs, actually Kyle had the Chiefs missing the playoffs. So did I. Outright. Wow. Okay. So did I. Dang. Yeah. Well, you got that very, very wrong. Uh, well, but I thought, I, I thought that, you know, not having, you know, I don't know, the top five wide receiver was going <laughs> to, you know, be some kind of a drop off, you know, but then I remembered that, you know, when you have a tight end like Travis Kelsey, he's basically like a wide receiver. Yeah, you see that? See that right back there? The fantasy championship belt? That may, that may as well be called the Travis Kelsey Memorial Award this year. It should be. Um, because that guy uh, carried me to that thing right there. Um, but across the board, uh, with the exception of Dave having the Chargers, yikes. Um, everybody else had the Bills as AFC champion. I homered it. Obviously, hey, that, that's fair. You you obviously were made the AFC title game, boys. You were that close to it. Um, the uh, league MVP, I had picked Lamar Jackson. Sean had picked Derrick Henry. Uh, David picked Justin Herbert. Matt, uh, Kyle, and EJ all picked Josh Allen. I also took Justin Herbert. Yeah, so we uh, we were all wrong there. Um, Shocker! Shocker! Uh, obviously, with the with the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, I had picked the Bills. Sean had picked the Rams. Dave picked the Chargers. Uh, Matt had picked the Bills. Dave, uh, Kyle Bills and EJ Bills. Did you go Homer? Pick, yeah, I homered it. I definitely took the Bills. Yeah, that's fair. Um, and and in terms of the 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 num the uh, twenty twenty three number one pick, which is the Chicago Bears, uh, Seahawks, Texans, Seahawks, Texans. Uh, Falcons, Texans. So we all got that wrong. Um, I had the Texans with the, the with the remark that they would go zero and seventeen. Yeah. So we um we we all got that wrong as well. So so it is good to see that we know nothing when it comes to all of this. Uh, if we so, learned anything from our predictions, so we um, should probably have jobs at like the NFL Network is what we none have, of us made money if we bet them. And what we have learned um as well um. Lastly, let's take a look here um, in terms of uh, next season. Everybody else is doing it, so why not jump on the bandwagon? The way too early. 
um, look at uh, the the 2023-2024 season. Uh, Super Bowl. Top 25 for NCAA football for next season. Super Bowl. Uh, 58 will be in Las Vegas and hopefully on a better playing surface. Um, But before we get to the actual team odds, um, Mike, do you think that the Eagles and Chiefs should be the favorites for their conference going into next year? On February 14th, 2023, I will say yes. You tell you ask me this question a week from now when teams start cutting guys and free agency starts becoming a thing, that could vastly change. Fair. Um, but here's where and here's why. Um, one team in the AFC is led by Philip Rivers. Oops, sorry, Josh Allen. The other one is my team. And you call him that? I mean, I think we're as competitive as the as the Kansas City Chiefs are. And, you know, I think there's a lot of people that are going to, you know, still disrespect the Cincinnati Bengals, and that's fine. Um, no coordinator changes. Time to go all in and try to win a Super Bowl this year. More on that in a minute. Um, but I think as the defending champion, Kansas City deserves the right to be the to be the, the, the yeah. leader in the pack out of the AFC. Um, and here's the thing. I get it. Philadelphia coming off the loss. A lot of people, oh, but the, the, the Niners offense, you know, with Purdy getting hurt wasn't great. They still got a great defense. Trey Lance's ankle is still somewhere randomly that isn't attached to his body. And Brock Purdy is getting Tommy John surgery. Yeah. And I'm supposed to believe that either one of them is the favorite to win that divi- that conference over the guy who just took a team with AJ Brown and Devonte Smith and Dallas Goddard and that front seven. Oh, and let's not forget big play slay and CJ Gardner Johnson. Right. You know? Yeah. Okay. It's, I feel like it's obviously the two of them should be the favorites. Um, not just because of the teams that, you know, are the defending champions in those conferences, but because of what's behind them. And I get on paper that the NFC is, is not as deep as the AFC. Um, but hopefully the Dallas Cowboys are going to have more weapons. <laughs> hopefully they fucking better. Um, you're not going to have Kellen Moore calling the offense. You're going to have a different look out of that team. Thank you. Um, oh, thank goodness. Uh, you know, you're, you're going to have, you're going to have a, a, a developing giants team. I'm not saying they're going to contend, but I mean, if they, if they, did what they did this year. Theoretically, they shouldn't, keyword, shouldn't take a huge step back. Um, the Lions should be better. Um, what if Jordan Love actually is good in Green Bay? Um, where And the big, you know, you obviously have the big wild card. If, where where does if, Aaron Rodgers go? What if Minnesota fixes their defense? <laughs> right? Yeah. I get it. I mean, it's not, I mean, I get it. They're, quote and I love Kyle to death but you know the most fraudulent 11 win team in football history according to him you know go fix that defense I don't think they're frauds yeah yeah that it's, defense did them in. it's not, not an good, offense not, not, problem not, it's not, not an not, offense not problem Thuggins. right um and what happens if the Bears actually start developing if they if they figure out how to protect Justin Fields like they go get a number one wide receiver that he can actually throw the football to right like you know, like the the Bears at times showed flashes that they have potential. What happens if the Saints go and get an actual quarterback in that shit division? Right, right. I mean, the Saints should probably Kyle, be Kyle the, Trash. Oops, sorry, Trask. 
What if the Bucks get a quarterback? Um, can we can we pivot to that real quick? Yeah, why don't we before we get to the odds? Derek Carr, the next quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I like I it. Talk, I I said it. I said that I would drop it on the show. I think he ends up in Tampa Bay. Explosive weapons: Kate Otten, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, playoff Lenny. Defense is still good. You know that division is wide open. Carolina's question mark with no running backs. The Saints are the Saints. Um, Atlanta's in a full blown rebuild. Oof. You're a quarterback away from being a Carolina. I division. mean, Carolina's has potential if you get a quarterback. But say, but as of right now, you're Sam Darnold. Right, you still have Sam Darnold right now. So. Um, the South is going to be somewhat wide open until we know where pieces are going to fall. But yeah, sitting here right now, and I, I mean, I feel like the, the Bucks are a team everybody's forgetting that needs a quarterback because we've gotten yeah. used to Thomas Patrick Bieber Brady um, being down there, um, and, and he is no longer there. He wasn't going. Let me let me even say this: he wasn't he going to be there if he had returned to the NFL. Factual. Um. So yeah, the Bucks are going to need a quarterback either way. Um, but yeah, I agree with you sitting here today. And again, we are sitting here on Valentine's day, mm -hmm. um, two days after the Super Bowl, the chiefs should be the favorite right now in the AFC. Um, there's a lot of off season to change that, um, and a camp to change that, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, pardon me again, while I go throw up, um, should absolutely be the favorite to the NFC. Because they're they're really now granted they've lost their offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. Um that's, that's a little rough. That's a little rough. Um but if you ask Eagles fans, Gannon as a defensive coordinator was one of their biggest problems this year. So uh theoretically that unit that was great should only be better next year. Um How many times the Eagles lose this year? What's that? How many times the Eagles lose this year? Uh four? Five? Include including the Super Bowl four? Yeah. And one or two of them had 82 sacks or something on the season. And, and, and one or two of them was without your starting quarterback who was out due to injury and Gardner Minshew was playing quarterback for you. Here, let me cry for the fact that your defensive coordinator was the problem when you lose two games with your starting quarterback. Yeah. Bums. Joe Buck yourself. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Eagles should absolutely be the, the favorite because we don't know what the quarterback situation is in San Francisco. And all of those other all of those other Question factors, marks. the Cowboys, the the Vikings, the Lions, the Packers, the the Bears, uh any team in the South, any other team in the West, all of those are what ifs. All of those are question marks. The the remaining teams in the NFC East, which People better start putting some respect on because that division is is back on the powerhouse side. I'm surprised that the Washington Commanders didn't try to go get Derek Carr before they released him. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to be in play. I think they're going to be, or, in play. or even, or even your boys, Daniel Jones extension or not. Like, yeah, I, I think, I think Washington will get in. Will get in the the well, depending depending what his darkness retreat decides. Um, but I think Washington would, would get in on the Rogers sweepstakes as well because believe, they're not. I, I, believe, I believe brother of the Cuyahoga is ending up in New York. I think he's a jet. I think he's either a jet or a Raider. Yes. I think, the, two, yeah, those are, about, those are the two landing spots. I think we for, talked about that before we went on the air. I think he's either re relinking up with Devonte. And or, let me, let me say this, um, you know, as much as I don't like 
QA Ron personally. Um, the dude is still a top, at the very yeah. least, a top 15 quarterback in this league. Okay. Yeah, I would, I would probably argue that he's still in the top Potential 10. for top 10. Um, you put him in, in New York with that Jets team, you're going to have Bryce Hall coming back. You have young weapons. You have a good defense. Offensive rookie of the year, Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Like, nobody wants to have this conversation but the it, the New York Jets plus Aaron Rodgers are going to would be a dangerous team. That's that's one of those where you know Philip Rivers is gonna have to figure it out in Buffalo, and they're gonna have to pick up the brain matter of Tua Tagovailoa in Miami because they're gonna need both of them to not be bad like they were this yeah. year to win that division. Because you put AA Ron with Brees Hall and you know Garrett Wilson and the defense that they've built there. Good luck, boys. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah. Eagles Chiefs. Hey, Eagles Chiefs sitting here today. This one might get overturned. Um more but that later. More than that later. Um, but uh those two should be definitely be the favorites. All right, let's let's go to the odds. And I'm gonna start here at the bottom. Um and and maybe we'll just do this as like do the do the odds makers have it right or should they be higher or lower? Yeah. Um so there are three teams tied with the worst odds. Uh, for next year, that is Arizona, Indy, and Houston. They are all plus 10,000. I would say they got all three of those right because it's rebuild, quarterback, purgatory, and a midget who's got a torn ACL. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> with, with a first-time head coach now. Um, it, it, it looks like – well, that's Rich Gannon, right? That's the – No, that's the other one. That's the offen- Oh, no, it is Gannon. Yeah, because the, the offensive coordinator went to Indy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, quarterback purgatory where they'll probably overpay for another veteran. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have midget midget with a blown out ACL and Davis mills. Yeah. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think D'Amico Ryan's in Houston has a better opportunity to get guys to go play there, to go play for him. Uh, let me say that. I'm not saying that despite, but they're still two or three years away from being yeah. in the realm of, better than a bottom three team yeah Devin doesn't seem too uh happy in the in the comments about uh the potential of Aaron Rodgers uh becoming a jet as a Dolphins fan I wouldn't don't blame him I wouldn't be happy about it either because the Dolphins well either the Dolphins or the Patriots become the worst team in that division I would say it's the Patriots Patriots but the Dolphins have potential depending on the health of uh Tua but anyway uh next is the Chicago Bears at plus eight thousand I will say they got that one a little on the wrong side. Yeah, I, I think the Bears should maybe be a little bit better. I think they should maybe be in this next grouping. Yeah, probably because I, I just I don't see that they're a bottom four team. I think there are other teams. Oh, there are sitting here today that are worse than them. Staring at you, Kyle Trash. More, more on that in a second. Um, so the next grouping is Washington, Pittsburgh. Tennessee, Seattle, and Atlanta at plus 6,600. I would argue that Atlanta, huh? For sure, should be like where the Bears are. Hold on. Are you telling me that Atlanta just signed Lamar Jackson? Right. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they're getting. Like, is Desmond, is Desmond Ritter going to develop? Is that what we're telling me? Sam Howell, Tyler Henneke. Carson Wentz, the ghost of Joe Theismann, all better quarterback options than Desmond Ritter. Yeah, it got waved off. 
Um, so yeah, no, when I look at it from this perspective, like, no, definitely wrong. I think Atlanta should definitely be further back. Who else was in this group? Washington, Washington, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, Seattle, Atlanta. So Desmond Ritter is equal to Kenny Pickett and Ryan Tannehill is what you're telling me. And who's the running back for, for the illustrious Atlanta Falcons? Cordero Patterson, not Derrick Henry. Uh, yeah, Tennessee needs to be up higher or Atlanta needs to be way down lower. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's a team in the next grouping that I would say should be lower. Maybe both of these, actually. Well, I guess if you group these together, I don't have a problem with it. I think I have the problem with them being above Pittsburgh, probably being above I feel like Chicago. This is like the Cleveland Browns and... No, no. This is just um, Carolina and New England at plus 5,000. Okay, so what I'll say about Carolina, I think New England should be further down. Carolina, because of how bad that division is. Oh, that's that fair. They're so, at least they're at least going to have the potential to be in the conversation. And I think they're better, and I think they're better than Atlanta. So I would definitely have them ahead of Atlanta. Yeah, I don't have a problem odds. with them being above Atlanta. Yeah. So at that point, like if if Atlanta falls into that plus ten thousand with the first three teams, then I would move Carolina and New England down to that that second tier. Yeah. Okay. But if, you, but if you're going to put Atlanta at plus six thousand, I think Carolina is better than Atlanta right now. So I would put them in that tier above Atlanta. Um, next grouping: Giants, Raiders, Saints, Bucks, Vikings, plus four thousand. Yeah, I think the Saints, Saints and Bucks are are in that conversation because because again, they're of the, the division. two favorites in that division, no matter who's playing quarterback for them. Um, little disrespectful to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I would agree. A little. I I get it. One of the more fraudulent eleven win teams in NFL history. I get it. Looking at you, Pittsburgh Steelers, that went undefeated in the regular season except for one game and then got their shit kicked in in the playoffs. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Um, so, you know, sure, I believe uh, Kyle has been the most vocal about the fraudulent Minnesota Vikings. Um, fix the defense. I think that team should be higher. Um, how there are teams ahead of them, you know, Seattle Seahawks. I've taken taking Kirk Cousins over Geno Smith. Yeah, I mean Seattle's Seattle's down there a bit, but um All right, next group, uh you have the Broncos, Dolphins, Browns at plus 3300. Well, you're really hoping that we can resurrect the careers of R Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson and the brain of Tua Tagovailoa. Like, oh, I mean, I mean I get I get the Broncos being there, especially in the light, in light of Sean Payton. Adding Sean Payton, sure. Like, I get that. I'll give him that. I'll give sure. him, you know, I'll give that opportunity. Um, Dolphins, I, I, I can't necessarily put in that grouping. Maybe I'd put them nope. down with the Minnesotas yeah. because of, of Tua's health. And and the Browns, again, I, I understand this is, a, this is a good roster, but Deshaun Watson didn't look good. Like, and, and no, I get it. Like he looked like straight dog shit. I get it. He was coming off a long layoff and whatever, but I'm like, he didn't even look like he was in shape. He didn't look like he was prepared to play at all. So you're going to tell me that one off season is going to make going to make that difference? Like, I, I don't I don't buy into that. Especially, I mean, I guess maybe that division becomes a little bit more balanced with the potential of Lamar if Jackson Lamar, being if, gone. If Lamar leaves, maybe, but I still think they're going to have a problem going through. 
Cincinnati. Yeah, I mean and Cincinnati a, and, 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 and we'll, an even better Pittsburgh team. More on that later, but but Cincinnati is the 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 favorite in that division. Uh, let's see. Next grouping here um, is Green Bay and the Rams at plus twenty eight hundred. I don't know why the Rams are this high. I don't know why the Packers are this high, especially if Aaron. That's Rodgers fair. Is like uh, we don't we don't know what Jordan Love is, and God only knows who's playing quarterback for the. Is it still Baker for the Rams? I mean, I would say it's Stafford. Is is I mean he's not only is his arm still still detached somewhere, but it's it's spinal right. Like yeah. I mean he's got the back problem. I broke my back. Okay, I gotta oh, go spinal Tyson. one more time. Spinal. Um, <laughs> like you don't just you don't just recover from that, especially at what is he forty three? <laughs> the hell, Stafford is at this point. I mean. And and even so, if even if Stafford does get healthy, is he going to be able to play the whole season? So back on December twentieth, you know, he said that he's not retiring. He's thirty four. When asked if he was retiring, he simply responded with "No." Okay. So I mean, I would say that there's probably a chance that he comes back in some way, shape, or form. Um but I don't necessarily know that we're getting the Matthew Stafford that led them to a Super Bowl. And if he misses any kind of time, are you really taking Baker Mayfield over Kirk Cousins? Because if you are, I'd like to sell you some oceanfront property in Omaha, Nebraska. Right. Yeah, I, I just, I don't, man, I don't, I don't see, I don't see Stafford. I don't, I but I don't even see, I don't, even with Stafford, they're losing pieces. Yeah, they're going to have to make decisions because of the cap purgatory that they put themselves in by selling the farm to win the Super Bowl. You know, this was the oh things are going to get real bleak in Los Angeles. Here you go, things yeah. are getting really bleak in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think either of these teams should be this high. Uh, next group, and this is interesting: the highest team in the NFC North, the Detroit Lions. Uh, and then you have the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Baltimore Ravens all at plus 2,500. I would move Baltimore down due to the question marks at quarterback. If Lamar Jackson is not there, I have no problem with Jacksonville being where they are. Yeah. And I have no problem with Detroit being there because not I at truly all. believe that if they had three more games left in the season, they would have won a wild card spot and potentially wrecked havoc in the playoff scenario. You um, give them a couple more weeks, they might win the North. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, if they don't play as bad as they did at the start you, of the yeah, season. Yeah, you go back to the, the start of the season, and, and, man, that game against Carolina. Yep. They they are going to be thinking about that game That's all, the one they all off season. Than, yep. You win absolutely. that game, you're in the postseason. And and, and, it, and they're, they're going to mess things up. They, they would have been a problem in the oh postseason. Oh, yeah, because they would have gotten – They would have been the seventh seed, so they would have gotten – San Francisco. San Francisco. I like Detroit in that matchup, man. The way that team was playing. Firing on all cylinders the way they were coming down the stretch. You know, and and in terms of regular season, when teams are at full strength, I mean, the Lions gave the Eagles, who if the Lions win that game, they would have gotten Philly. The Lions probably were the best competition the Eagles had all season. Yeah, week one when they gave them a run for their money. But I will also say this, Jared Goff, another year under center, Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, 
might want to go get another running back, a, a number one there. Um, keep Jamal Williams as your goal line guy. But let's talk about DJ Chark, who missed a bunch of games. Get him to come back. St. Brown missed some games in the middle. Obviously, Amaran St. Brown, who has taken a step to be a number one wide receiver. Absolutely. Um, so literally young core just getting better the more they play together. Um, dangerous as Aiden hell. Hutchinson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> dude is a problem. Yeah. Defensive rookie of the year, Aiden Hutchinson. Let's talk let, let, let's let's officially put the respect on his name. Yeah, that guy's um, that guy's gonna be a problem for a while too. So literally I have no problem with, with Detroit being here. I have no problem with Jacksonville being here. And if Lamar stays and they go get him a wide receiver, I have no problem with Baltimore being at this yeah, point. Agreed. But I think there's more question marks on Baltimore than the other two teams. Oh, without question. Without question. All right. Uh next we have just the New York Jets at plus twenty two. I don't mind them being that high. I would put them in the tier with Jacksonville. And okay, yeah, I'd, just, I'd be fine with that, too. I don't think Zach Wilson or Mike White or Joe That's Flacco. true, until we like, know what their quarterback me, is going to be. You tell me tomorrow it's Derek Carr, it's Aaron Rodgers, even if it's Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, Garoppolo sure. would work in that system, yeah. You know, But it's just one of those where Zach Wilson, Mike White, I like Trevor Lawrence more. I like, yeah. you know, Jared Goff more. So, like, I don't have a problem with the Jets being there, I, but I would probably lump them into that same tier. That's with fair. The, with the other That's players. fair. Uh, Chargers plus 2,000. Honestly, I'd put them down with the, the, the Jacksonville-Detroit group. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if you're going to lump them all together, yeah. Um, just because I think there's questions here. Some guys are going to get cut. Because, again, I think Jacksonville's better. I think... Baltimore has the potential to be better. I think the Jets have the potential to be better. I don't. I don't think you know. And, and could the could the Kellen Moore hiring in the in San Diego slash Los Angeles, um, you know, actually bring some more stability to that offense? Possibly. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Maybe. It, maybe he just needs. A, a, if they a, cut. If they cut Keenan Allen though, in a cap casualty kind of thing, then. I mean, Keenan Allen only plays eight games a year, <laughs> so you know. But his eight, I, game, but his eight games a year. Pretty, I I understand he's really good, games. but I would rather have I would rather have a guy who's half a tier down and is going to play sixteen games that I can rely on, than have a great receiver that I that I can't rely I, on I him to be on the field. I don't disagree with you, but Keenan Allen being on the field takes number one corners from Mike Williams. I don't so 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 it's 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 a drop down for both of them because now Mike Williams is going to get number one corners, and whoever you get that's a tier below is going to get the twos. So it it it's it's painful, but it's not. Hey, we lost our starting quarterback for the year. Kind of pain. Like it'll suck for a little bit, but you're hoping that Mike Williams takes that next step. Uh, Next solo team, and then I'm going to do the final five as as a grouping. Uh, Dallas Cowboys at plus fourteen hundred. Um, I, I, I think they should be the third highest team out of the NFC, whether you yeah, put, whether you put their number a little lower or higher, depending how you feel about them. But to me, they're the third best team in the NFC. And I don't think that part's debatable. Yeah, no, I wholeheartedly agree with you. I don't think that there's another team in the NFC, um, after, after the two that are going to be talked about here in a few minutes. Um, I don't think there's another team there, um, you know, and and, and really, you know, and, and you know, maybe I'll homer myself here for a second. But if if um the they the Mike McCarthy calling plays 
Um, and hopefully you get Tony Pollard back and, and you add a weapon here or there. I saw a mock draft today that has the Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame, as, as a draft pick for the Cowboys in round one. And if that happens, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. Uh, if not, if not, he could fall a couple picks further south and end up in Cincinnati. I'd be more yeah, um, but you know, if if they if the Cowboys add some more weapons there, like I think you start to discuss, should the Cowboys be at at, at the at the same tier as the Niners because of the questions at quarterback? But yeah, all right, let's go to the final five here, Mike. Hold on, hold on, hold on. before before we get there, I'm on, I'm on sports sport track right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, receivers that are free agents that have not been cut from the team. Obviously, cuts haven't started yet. Sure. Names that I would love to see in Dallas to help your team. Okay. I'll list off about five and I'll let you go. Rapid fire. You tell me first first, first response. Okay. Number one, DJ Chark. Yes, please. Number two, Marvin Jones Jr. Yes, please. Number three, Alan Lazard. I honestly could take him or leave him. I think he's better. I think he'd be better number two than your other alternatives. Uh, a healthy Gallup, I think, would be okay. Uh, but Lazard would, I mean, certainly fit in as a as a two slash two two slash three. Like I wouldn't hate it, but I'm not. I wouldn't be like you have to go get him. I'd have to know what the number, the contract Nicole, number. Nicole Hardman. Again, depending on the number, yeah, I'd take him. Um, and the the last name, um, and this one. I don't think you should want him, but I think he'd be a nice role player, especially in the red zone. Julio Jones. Um, yeah, I mean he'd be a red zone target, but I think I think you can also probably find red zone targets elsewhere slash within the draft or, or something like that. I, I don't I don't think Julio Jones brings enough to make me really want the Cowboys to go get him. The name the name that hasn't been cut yet. DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, you'd be crazy to not want him, I think. Depending on what it takes to Depending get him. on the number, sure, because they, the Cowboys, you know, and, and there's been talks of, like, what they're going to be able to do with Zeke Elliott. If, is he is he going to take a pay cut? Um, there's been talks about them extending Dak Prescott, which will ease some of the, um, financial, the burden. financial burden against the cap. So if the Cowboys can make some numbers work, I mean, <laughs> you, uh, you'd be out your mind to not want DeAndre Hopkins on your team if you can make it work. Um, all right, let's 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 look at these final five here, Mike. You have Cincinnati plus 900, Philly plus 800, San Francisco and Buffalo plus 750, and you have the Kansas City Chiefs as your Super Bowl favorite at plus 600. Uh, I'll start. Um, the Bengals should be higher. <laughs> Um, I think the Bengals at the very least should be even with Buffalo. Um, and obviously, you know, based on, on what I've said before, uh, I think the Eagles should without question be higher than San Francisco should San, San Francisco should probably be five. So actually, honestly, my five would probably go Kansas city. Cause again, we're sitting here today we're, this is today. My, my top, my five would be Kansas city. Philly, Cincy, Buffalo, San Francisco. That that would be my five also. You know, and if you I, if you I want think... to put Cincy and Buffalo together at the same odds, sure. sure. sure I mean, hell, put San Francisco with the same odds as those two. I'd be okay with it. I'd... And, and my, the the only reason why I, I and 
I'm not, I'm not going to wear the, the hypothetical. I'm, I'm going to wear the hypothetical crown for a minute. You know, Buffalo, Buffalo's number becomes Homer. greater if, if no, I'm, Buffalo's number becomes greater if Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback of the Jets. Okay. Their number should be plus a thousand because he's going to have, they're going to have to beat Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Um, Cincinnati's number should go down if Lamar Jackson is not the quarterback of the Baltimore Ravens next year. That's a truth fact. Um, but I think San Francisco, their number needs to be bigger just based off the fact that they don't know who's going to play quarterback for them next year. Yeah. You can build an all pro defense. You can have the, the best running back in football when he's healthy. But if your quarterback is Uncle Rico, I don't think it matters. Yeah. I, I think that there's a lot of question marks at the quarterback position. Jimmy Garoppolo, free agent. He ain't coming back. So you're telling me Trey Lance with no ankle or Brock Purdy coming off of Tommy John surgery. I don't know which one's the better option. Yeah, because we, we don't we at this point we don't know. It's speculation that he that he'll be ready, but we don't know for sure if Brock Purdy is gonna be on the field next year. Because the minute once you start operating, that's when you that know. Clock, that clock is ticking like a mofo. That's when you know. Um, if he hasn't had the surgery already, he's already going to be into training camp. Because yeah. uh, I'm sorry, baseball players take 12 months to come back to throwing programs, and you know those guys throw every day. You know, and we're supposed to expect a guy yeah. who's throwing a heavier ball than a baseball. Uh, to throw it as much and as often as, as they do in the NFL and it not shred even worse. Yeah. Like the fact that if he hasn't had the surgery already, which I don't know if he has or not, to be honest with you, I don't uh, I believe he has. I haven't seen saying, I haven't read anything. So it's more like a question than a statement, I guess it's like, if he hasn't had it already, then like we're playing like against time because literally, yeah, you got to get it done. All right, Mike, especially if it's Tommy John last thing. Yep. Obviously way too early. Ooh. A year from now. Yep. Las Vegas. Yep. Super Bowl LV III. Um who are the two teams and who wins? Oof. Oh boy. Give me I'm obviously gonna homer the AFC selection. Homer. Um, I, and I think that it's solely because like, I probably would not have picked the Bengals on today's show. If it was announced that Lou Anaramo was the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, uh, earlier or later, earlier today. Um, if they would have went with him instead of, uh, Gannon, I probably would have taken Kansas city as the favorites to, to come out and defend. Um, but the fact that none of the coordinators moved for, for Cincinnati, a team that's got a ton of cap and is hoping to sign Joe Burrow to the extension this year instead of next year. Um, uh, I'll take them. Um, you know what? I'm going to do it. I sent you the message earlier about it being scripted. I'm going to do it. Uh, uh -oh. me, and you, me and you will be uh, partaking in a mojito at a, <laughs> at a, at a casino in LA uh, sports betting the Super Bowl together. Um, give me a, Give me Bengals Cowboys. Um, I think you guys, I think you guys do enough and you have a, like this year was nice to see Dak coming off the ankle injury, but it's another year removed from it. It's another year of trust in himself. It's another year of not having Kellen Moore as your offensive coordinator. Now I think things are going to open up for the, for, for the Dallas offense. Um, 
and I'm not saying that this is as a step back against the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that's your NFC title game. I think it's Eagles Cowboys personally, but that's me. Um, give me Bengals Cowboys. Um, I mean, I'm not going to not pick a Homer. I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to not pick my guys. So, uh, yeah, the no, Nation. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect that. Um, but for some reason, if, if something goes terrifically wrong, you know, I, I could very easily see it being Kansas city and Dallas. Um, and in that, re- in that response, I'd be rooting for the boys with the star on their helmet because fuck Jackson Mahomes. <laughs> uh, let's see. Devin, uh, De- Devin has oh, the chiefs Eagles part two. I mean, and again, like if we're being, if we're being fair to both, um, no reason to believe that, that we couldn't have that situation again. Um, I will go just because there, there's, to me, there's too many questions everywhere else. I mean, the um, Eagles are the, e- the easy They're the easy the one. So I'm going to do it because, like, I, I like, I mean, should I go, should I go Homer? Should I, like, should I say the Homer. Cowboys, like Mike McCarthy's going to be, he's going to be the white knight after all. Like, he's, re- he's going to be the guy that Jerry wanted him to be. Sure. He certainly could be. Um, but I'll go Philly. I'll go Philly to come out of the uh, of the NFC. Um, but for the AFC, man, it's not going to be the Bills. It's not going to be the Chiefs. Um, well, you don't have you don't have Philip Rivers getting the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, <laughs> Devin says his homer pick would be the Cowboys versus the Dolphins, so him and I could argue at a Super Bowl party. Um, This is where this is where I'll go a little. This is where I'll go a little wild because, uh, and obviously we're not we're not holding anybody's. Are you taking Russell Carrington Wilson in the? Oh dear God, no! Oh dear God! How bad are you going with this? Like EJ and Kyle love to love to accuse me of of being way too conservative on these and and not uh, not not taking any bold swings. Um, so I will, uh, I will say, it will be, and maybe they'll like it because of what it's connected to, but it will be the ayahuasca drinking, Q- QAnon believing, tinfoil hat wearing, Aaron Rodgers, and uh, and and the New York Jets. You you want me to be honest with you? I have a really bold Super Bowl that I would love to see. Um, and um, because fuck the Eagles, uh, the New York Jets is the Super Bowl champions next year. <laughs> I have I have a really bold one that I would love to see. Go ahead, let's hear it. The Detroit Lions. Sign me up. <laughs> the Detroit Lions. I just want to buy play. the grit. I would just buy the grit hat. I want the. I want a grit hat, man. Here, here's the thing. Okay, this 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 is where it could get you took. Your good friend uh, QAA Ron, you know, I'm gonna say that he does make the Super Bowl. Lions Raiders. Wow. Okay. Aaron Rodgers tries to revenge against the team that cost him his final playoff opportunity as a member of the Green Bay Packers. How interesting of a Super Bowl that would, would be. That be. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I mean, if I if I'm taking my homerness out of the Cincinnati Bengals, right, right. Give me a Lions Raiders with Aaron Rodgers versus Man Campbell, dude. That would be a blast. That would be a blast. 
right, Mike, any other thoughts? I just want to remind everybody that this uh, this wraps up the the live season um, for Huddle Up. We will uh, we'll still be back. Don't worry. Subscribe to YouTube. Um, follow us on YouTube. Subscribe on all social media podcast platforms. Off-season episodes will begin sometime in March. We'll still have my five observations. We'll still have your five for fighting. Uh, the pitch from Matt coming here soon. Um, whenever EJ can, can can get back on the healthy side, continue to wish him the best. We'll get N1 started back up. We're still going to have content on the feed, so so make sure you are subscribed. We have a we have a ton. Uh, really, uh, we've been cultivating this list of off-season topics um, throughout throughout the year. It's all these things that like we want to talk about, but they're like evergreen topics. They're not they're not necessary. They're not necessarily time sensitive. So it gives us the opportunity to to get back to them, um, you know, when 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 we can, and that is in the off season. So um, look for that starting about March. But Mike, anything else to add before we close it out here? Pick one one of the uh, fictional baseball draft. Uh, Team Bernier selects Willie Mays Hayes. <laughs> um, no, uh, as always, uh, fun to be a part of these. The few that I was able to, to, to be a part of, um, you know, filling in for Ernest the last couple of weeks while he's been out. Um, you know, and the guys, the week that uh, everything kind of went awry and it would have been you by yourself. Um, so, yep, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, fun to be a part of this uh, for the little bit that I, that I was. Hopefully... Uh, a little bit more in 2023, 2024. Um, obviously, uh, we want everybody back healthy. Looking at looking at you, Christian. Uh, get your get your uh, back and neck shit figured out. Um, you know, great season all in all. Um, when I'm not actually sitting here on the on the show, I'm in the chat, as you know, blistering away. So you know, even when I'm not here, I'm here, kind of thing. So um, as always, you know, I appreciate Jim and you know you and Huddle Up Incorporated for making me a uh, an integral part of the family um it's been something that's been fun so uh for the live show audience um i was only here a few times i thank you guys for hanging out with us i thank you guys for, for chatting it up Devin. you know your brother just stopping in last week you know hearing a bunch of different voices a lot of different opinions you know it's fun to, to have these debates and these conversations with you guys uh only wish that i would have had a good friend sooner of the game kyle nash's internet working so i could have had these debates with him tonight because me and him like to go back and forth with our statistical stuff because, you know, I do like to talk about some statistics, even though over-unders aren't really his thing. And <laughs> the spread aren't his thing. So we'll uh, we'll figure that out for next year yeah, as well. So that I can actually have a formula going into the season. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, but yeah, again, uh, can't say enough positive things, especially about uh, where things have gone for me since uh, since this season has started being a part of this. So uh we couldn't do it without you, Jim, obviously. So uh, kudos to you and the, and the work that you put in, the timeless hours and stuff like that. So I got to give you your love on the way out. Um, as always, you see the name, right, y'all? You can follow me on Twitter at TheCallMeBurn. You can listen to me talk about wrestling on Take 3 with, uh, with that guy right there. Uh, and Joe and Ernest, whenever he's back to 100%. Um, bye for fighting, obviously, if you haven't already. Like, subscribe, so you guys listen to that fun stuff. going to talk... Uh, Probably tomorrow I'm going to record. Uh, we'll sit down uh, once we have a little bit more information on the Alexander Ovechkin leave of absence. Uh, hopefully we find that out in the next couple hours uh, with the time difference in Russia and all that stuff. So we'll talk about that a little bit on the next uh, episode of that. So that's all I got, Jim. Uh, again, can't can't thank you enough for letting me be a small part of this. Uh, can't wait for 2023, 2024 to see uh, 
see what we have in store. I appreciate it, Mike, and and I I want to say you know we we do that we we do this on Three Count Thursday a lot. We tell each other we love each other uh, all the time over there. We're probably the most I love <laughs> I love you podcast in the wrestling podcast realm. But I want to say it here, and and it's a shame that EJ and Matt and Kyle are are not here. But I'll say it to you. I I love you guys. Uh, it's Valentine's Day. Tell people you love them. Tell people you love them when you can. Um, I love this team that that that, that we've put together. And, and what Huddle Up Incorporated, uh, as you have as you have aptly named it, uh, has become. Because I never set out to do my own podcast network. I really didn't. This was never that was never the plan. It was me just because I think uh, people got tired of just hearing me rant about sports, so I decided to take it to another avenue. Um, so you know where this has grown into. And yeah, I love Devin. I love you guys. Everybody, anybody and everybody who listens to this show, whether you listen to it one time, 10 times, every time, um, I can't thank you enough because otherwise there'd be no purpose for me to sit in front of this microphone. Um, my wife probably loves you too. So I don't just have to talk at her about sports all the time uh, because I get some of it out here. Um, you know, even though she does love sports, uh, it probably gets old hearing me talk about it all the time. Um, but yeah, I just, I want to, I want to echo that as we close out, uh, the live season, um, and, and we look, we look towards doing these off season episodes and, and we'll be back in August doing this again. Um, this is the, this year has been the most fun I've ever had doing this. I've been in this podcast thing for, for almost a decade, which is unbelievable to say as well. Um, so it's, 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 it's a credit to all of you. So we're going to wrap it up. We appreciate everything. We appreciate you listening and supporting and all of that. Uh, so make sure you continue to do that. Subscribe to us on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, where you can rate and review. Please do that. Share the show with people you think might enjoy it um, and take advantage of these off-season episodes. They'll be on our YouTube as well. We're going to have the video uh, for them this time. Uh, we didn't do that last year. We have merch uh, over at tpublic.com. Hit the link tree in all of our uh, social medias and you can get us right to our tpublic store. Um, but it's tpublic.com slash user slash huddle dash up dash podcast. And, uh, and lastly, just subscribe to us on all of our social media at huddle up podcast, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Um, never thought I'd to have a, po- a TikTok page as well. Uh, but the numbers over there have, uh, have really been, uh, really been soaring lately. So I certainly, uh, do appreciate all of this. I cannot express enough, um, what each and every one of you, um, not only, who are part of this team and support me doing it, but everybody that listens to the show and uh, supports the show um, through that. Um, it, it, it means more than you will ever know. Uh, so thank you again. It's been a phenomenal live season. We'll be back in March uh, with the off-season program. And until then, stay safe, stay smart, and as always, go for the win.